Happy Tuesday to you. And today in the Locked On Blue Jay podcast, we'll take a look at Jose Barrios versus Mackenzie Gore in the first segment. Then we'll get into some trivia Tuesday. And since the Washington Nationals are in town and they were once the Montreal Expos, of course, the trivia questions will be about players who played for the Blue Jays and the Expos. Plus, we'll close today's show by taking a look at what is happening on the out-of-town scoreboard tonight when it comes to the wildcard contenders. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Yes, indeed, been Locked On Toronto Blue Jay baseball pretty much my entire life. This is my first season hosting the Locked On Blue Jay podcast. Of course, the Locked On Blue Jay podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And it's been around for a while, right? It's had different hosts. The the host just previous to me, you may know, was was uh, Ben Shulman, who, of course, is doing some awesome things in Toronto Blue Jay land these days. So shout out to Ben Shulman. Always, anytime there's an opportunity to shout out Dan Shulman as well, of course, I'm going to take it, right? Such a huge fan of Dan Shulman. Not just the baldest, beautiful aspect, but the just <laughs> just how epic Dan Shulman is. By the way, side note, have you been noticing Dan Shulman is, is doing like 5.45 a.m. Team Canada games and then later on that for basketball and then later on that day doing Blue Jay games as well. Like This guy is epic. <laughs> this guy is epic. But yes, indeed, um, locked on Blue Jays my entire life. Pretty, I mean, th- this is as disgruntled probably as I've ever been as a Toronto Blue Jay fan. And, and this season is such a, is becoming such a be careful what you wish for, right? Because, you know, a few years back, the, the, we were just, we we're all clamoring for some meaningful September baseball. Now we're about to get meaningful September baseball, but boy, oh boy, it sure feels like this Blue Jay free fall in particular, how they're free falling at home seems to at least be setting up these September meaningful games or the Blue Jays are are starting these are approaching these September game meaningful games behind the eight ball. Oh boy. Oh boy. Now, if you're taking in today's episode on the Locked On Blue Jay podcast on the YouTube page, thank you for that. Hello. Hello. I see you there. Thank you for that. You're seeing me as well. Hello. Thank you. And please hit that like, leave that comment, hit that subscribe if you haven't already. And for the everydayers making the Locked On Blue Jay podcast your first podcast listen every day, shout out to you as well. Certainly see you. And I certainly thank you for that. All around the world is really awesome for me. So thank you for that. And hello. Wish I could say hello in a bunch of different languages. I, I should figure that out here because we're getting Singapore, Hong Kong. I mean, we're getting you know, all over, all over the map. As Blue Jay fans, Blue Jays Nation is strong, right? All over the world. Absolutely. It's awesome. Of course, I want to remind you that speaking of Blue Jay baseball, all Blue Jay action available for you this season on Sirius XM. Boy, oh boy, Toronto Blue Jays, man, as we say, I mean, coming down the stretch, geez, has it been great lately? Oh boy. Oh boy, my goodness. The 2023 Toronto Blue Jays doing nothing as far as the being good for, for my hair regrowth. But let's get into today's game. Jose Barrios versus Mackenzie Gore. Jose Barrios, I mean, my goodness, there's so much to get into here from Jose Barrios from a good standpoint and from a bad standpoint and from a Blue Jays good standpoint and bad standpoint and a Jose Barrios good and bad nine and nine on the season 3.55 ERA I mean that's going to work ERA at three and a half when Jose Barrios last season had the worst ERA in the league obvious improvements definite improvements but I got to say over this last nine weeks nine weeks is that a sample size nine weeks Jose Barrios has one win nine weeks one win he's had 10 starts over those nine weeks the blue jays have won just four of those 10 starts 
the Toronto Blue Jays in this in the first 30 home games that Jose Barrios pitched for the Jays. So the first 30 times that he took the mound at Rogers Center repping the Toronto Blue Jays, the Jays were 23 and 7 in those games. They would they were winning left, right, and center. He himself was struggling a bit in a lot of those games, granted, but wins and losses ultimately, right? Name of the game. Jays were winning. 27 and or sorry, 23 and 7. He's now up to 33 home starts. So over his last three, the Jays have lost all three. So they were winning like crazy with Barrios at home. They've lost his last three home starts. And as I say, right, some good and bad from the Jays and Barrios in here. Well, the part of the bad from the Blue Jays here in those three losses, three straight home losses with Barrios on the mound, the offense has totaled, totaled five runs. I mean, Jose Barrios is out here getting the Kevin Gosman treatment lately for crying out loud. And me, no likey. You know, the Blue Jays have scored 11 total runs. We can expand it even further. We, they've scored 11 total runs in Barrios's last five home starts, and seven of those runs came in one game. So in the other four, they've totaled four runs for Jose Barrios. Like, are you absolutely kidding me? But again, some good and bad on both ends here because Barrios himself, especially lately, not been nearly as sharp as what we'd seen early on this season. August has been by far his worst month of the season. As, as August, the RA is just a titch under five. And again, I mean, the Blue Jays really, so both the Blue Jays and Barrios overall struggling right now. The bigger picture as well, you can go back, you look at Barrios' last seven homes, sorry, last seven starts overall. The Blue Jays have won just two of those. They've won just two of those. Now, they've scored just 18 total runs in those seven games. <laughs> So again, we see the Kevin Gosman treatment going on here. My goodness. And it's, how about this? I mean, I hope you're sitting down for this one because this one blows my mind. Last 12, the last dozen starts for Jose Barrios, the offense has been shut out four times. Are you absolutely kidding me? If you pitch an entire season and your team's been shut out four times in an entire season. You're suing from a practice. You're wondering what the heck is going on here. Four times over 12 starts? Are you absolutely kidding me? Are you absolutely kidding me? I mean, I've said before, Guillermo Martinez is stealing. He is robbing. The, the three hitting coaches the Blue Jays have are robbing from the Toronto Blue Jays. My goodness, just incredible, incredible, incredible futility. And it's not even like Barrios is out here begging for a whole bunch of runs out here. But Jose Barrios is nine and three on the season when the Blue Jays score at least three runs. Are you kidding me? Three runs? Three runs is a heavy task to ask? You got to be kidding me. Nine and three, Jose Barrios, when the Blue Jays score all of three runs. Jose Barrios, now again, some of this is on him, especially lately. You know, Jose Barrios has had three starts this season where he's allowed at least nine hits. Two of those, two of those three starts have been two of his last three starts. So he comes up again in August. I wonder if he's starting to try to be too fine because he's seeing this offense just be so pathetic. I, I, something is up in August where it has not been the the Jose Barrios, the 2023 Jose Barrios that we had been seeing. Now, come on, Greg, that's a lot of bad news. That's a lot of glass half empty. Hit me with a glass half full. Okay, well, big picture overall, Jose Barrios' ERA at home, 3.09. So big picture, a lot to like. But, you know, when, when you really dive in lately, oh, boy, a lot not to like about the Blue Jays when Barrios is on the mound and not to like about Barrios himself when he's been on the mound. Now, as far as the current Nationals roster, we mentioned yesterday, I thought it was funny that Patrick Corbin was the Nationals' best hitter versus Kevin Gosman. Well, yesterday's starter, Josiah Gray, 
he's the best hitter the Nationals have had against Jose Barrios. He's one for two and not a lot of a whole lot of experience, right? Of course, for the Nationals against Barrios. But yeah, yeah, Josiah Gray, one for two. Riley Adams also one for two. Now the rest of the Nats in this lineup tonight, rest of the rest of the Washington Nationals, they're combined just one for seven with five strikeouts. So Good ERA at home overall and limited experience against these Nationals hitters, granted, but we can only go on what we've got. And what we do have is Barrios has dominated these guys. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully seeing some glass half full stuff. One win in the last nine weeks for Jose Barrios. Are you absolutely kidding me? Need to pick that up. Mackenzie Gore, lefty, young lefty on the mound for the I was going to say for the Padres. Oh my gosh, that was a slay. He came over in the trade from the Padres to the Nationals. That was the Josh Bell, a Juan Soto blockbuster that that the Padres are already starting to benefit from. And I can, Padre, oh my, I said it again, that the Nationals, sorry, are already starting to benefit from. And they've got more guys coming through that trade as well that are going to be really good. The Nationals have done extremely well for themselves these last couple of years. And they're starting to see the fruits of that labor pay off now recently, aren't they? My goodness. Blue Jays this season? It's remarkable that they're struggling so bad for a playoff spot when you consider the incredible improvements they've had against lefties this season. Last season, the Toronto Blue Jays were the worst team in baseball against lefties. I think literally Washington had a worse record, ironically, this Washington team, but put it this way, of of contending teams, of playoff teams, the Toronto Blue Jays, and it wasn't even close, by far the worst performance versus lefties last season. Jays faced 30 lefties last season. They won 12, just 12 of those games. It was awful. This season, they're 16 and 10 against lefties. 16 and 10 against lefties. And everydayers will remember. I mean, it was a while back we were saying, I mean, this was like this was seven and seven against lefties. So lately, it's been, I mean, the lately lately the Blue Jays have been charging hard against lefties. Hopefully, that's a major glass half full thing to see there. Mackenzie Gore, wow, big upside. Really good future. He's already a strikeout machine. Now, what's funny about Mackenzie Gore is he's sort of getting the Kevin Gosman. Jose Barrios uh, treatment as well from the Nationals of they've scored just two total runs in losing his last three road starts. So Mackenzie Gore himself has not been good on the road and the Nationals have not been good in Mackenzie Gore starts on the road. And Gore has started 14 road games for the Nationals this season. They've only won five of them. They've only won five of them. Surely, I know, don't call me Shirley, right? But surely a sixth win is not happening tonight, right? 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 Oh my goodness. 3, 4, 3.46 ERA at home. That's very good for Mackenzie Gore, but his ERA on the road over five. In his last five road starts, how about this one? Hey, Vlad, looking right at you, big fella, looking right at Slim Daddy Vladdy here, who started to swing a hot stick, especially at home here, starting to hit some home runs at home. Not last five starts, last five road starts, sorry, for Mackenzie Gore, he's allowed nine, been touched up for nine home runs. And why am I saying looking at you, Vlad? Because on the season, looking at Springer as well, if Chapman plays, we'll look at him. I'll, um, I mean, nervously look at him. But anyway, the the righties who have the potential to hit home runs, well, Mackenzie Gore offers up home runs to righties. Mackenzie Gore has been touched for 20 home runs this season to righties alone. <laughs> Never faced any of the Blue Jays. Now, he's got a curve, a slider, a changeup, and a sweeper. They've all been effective. His curveball, his slider, his changeup, his sweeper have all been effective from Mackenzie Gore. But his fastball, which we'll see most of tonight, Mackenzie Gore has been missing his spots with his fastball often, and even though he runs it up there in the mid-90s, it's still getting dealt with a lot, in particular when he misses his spots up. Righties are going to need to look to pick out that fastball and do damage on that fastball tonight. On paper, really good-looking pitching matchup, but we can see both these pitchers lately struggling a little bit. 
we know it's go time for the Toronto Blue Jays, so come on, Jose Barrios. I'm going to say for the third time in this segment, one win in the last nine weeks. Talk about unacceptable. My goodness. Jose Barrios, Toronto Blue Jays, let's get it together tonight. Friendly reminder, of course, that tonight's Blue Jays and Nationals tilt available on SiriusXM. And coming up on the Lockdown Blue Jays, we're going to have some fun with Trivia Tuesday. But first, I wanted to talk about Sleeper. Now, Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world, over 5 million active users in 2022, while earning some of the highest levels of engagement per user in the industry. That Sleeper, it's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks and you could win up to 100 times your money. <laughs> Cha-ching, my goodness. Predict the hottest baseball stats like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more to cash in on your daily fantasy baseball skills. We just looked at the offenses for tonight's pitchers. I mean, you may want to hammer some unders tonight in the Blue Jay Nationals game, just as a side note. Now, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to one hundred dollar match, uh, up to one hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over thirty states. Check out Sleeper today. Trivia Tuesday. You may know the drill, which is that I ask the questions first. This week we have six questions, all having to do with Toronto Blue Jays and Montreal Expos ties. And then you can pause the question, pause after I read the questions. If you want to take a moment or two to think about an answer or two, then hit play again as we'll go through the answers right away. Let's have some fun. Question the first. And again, I'm going to say, I always say question the first. And I say that's uh, from Jake Peralta. If you recognize that from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, then we can definitely be friends because that's a deep cut on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Shout out to Jake Peralta and, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. The first two questions, we've got some CanCon. We've got some Canadian content here as the answer. So the first question here, this this person is a member of the, this player, a member of the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Now, he was a light-hitting outfielder, but did enough defensively to spend parts of 13 seasons on the MLB level was actually a two-time Toronto Blue Jay, 87 to 92, and then again in the year 2000. At the trade deadline in 1992, was traded with Greg Myers to the then California Angels for Mark Icorn. Icorn returned to Toronto, would and that would be Icorn's, Mark Icorn's return to Toronto, right? And Icorn would be on the 92 and 93 World Series team. So I, to this day, I don't know if this player got a World Series ring because he was there all the way up to the lead up of those 92, 93 teams then traded during 92. Would love to know if he got a World Series. I really would think he he did get a World Series ring, but I, I don't know this for sure. But this, who we're looking for here, this player, he would spend his final time as a big leaguer in 2001 with the Montreal Expos. What light hitting left-handed hitter, light light hitting left-handed outfielder was this? And I'll tell you this as well. This has nothing to do with the Expos or the Blue Jays, but he hit one of those ten home runs in that historic game where the Jays hit the M still to this day in '87, still to this day MLB record when they hit ten home runs in that one game against Baltimore, uh, September fourteenth, I want to say nineteen eighty-seven. But anyway, but who who was that player? And the second question now again, CanCon, and again a member of the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. And this lefty slugger began his career in 92 with the Expos. He would finish his career in 2011 with the Nationals. How crazy is that? Is that full circle? My goodness. Uh, spent time with 12 teams over 19 big league seasons. He spent all of 2007 with the Blue Jays. He would hit 21 home runs for the Jays. And then in 2008 at the waiver trade deadline, yes, there used to be a waiver trade deadline in August. He was traded to the Phillies in 2008 at the waiver trade deadline and, and would be a part of that 2008 Phillies World Series championship team. He has a World Series ring. That I know for sure. 
who is that Canadian? Question number three, this lefty was a starting pitcher for a brief time with the Montreal Expos in the early 2000s, ending in 2004, then became a Blue Jay from 2005 through 2010, where he became a super valuable lefty reliever. In fact, holds the franchise records for most holds in a career with 90. In 2007 for the Blue Jays, he led the league with 81 appearances. Do you remember this lefty? Question number four. Pitched in the big leagues for 15 seasons. Now, his first season was 1991 with Montreal. J.P. Ricciardi had just come over from Oakland, so he knew that Oakland coveted Bobby Keelty, and this pitcher was on Oakland, and Ricciardi really wanted to bring this pitcher to the Blue Jays. So Ricciardi would trade hit machine Shannon Stewart to Minnesota for Bobby Keelty, and then a few months later work out the trade that would bring this pitcher over from Oakland for Bobby Keelty. Now, this lefty starter would have his time with the Blue Jays come to an end shortly after fighting with manager John Gibbons. And if you don't already know the story, then I'll just confirm. Yes, you did hear that correctly. Fighting, not arguing, fighting. You see where I'm going with that? With manager, with then manager John Gibbons. Who was that lefty? Who was that pitcher? Question number five. Now, this player is built like me, just like a bodybuilder, right? Built like Anyway, okay. Left-handed hitting, bodybuilding stud. Well, a stud like from a look standpoint, I mean, was a decent major leaguer, but he did spend part of eight seasons on the MLB level. His first season, his first couple seasons were 97, 98, 99. That was with Montreal. Then as the Blue Jay DH in, two, in 2000 and 2001, so five straight years with the Expos and the Blue Jays there. His career best season was 2000. He was the DH for the Blue Jays. You remember that 2000 season? That was the season Carlos Delgado had one of the best seasons I've ever seen in my life. He was an absolute video game. And Delgado was hitting fourth for those 2000 Blue Jays, putting up all these numbers while his protection in the fifth spot was this batter that we're looking for here. This, this lefty, this DH. And that season in 2000, this player would hit 296, protecting Delgado, 32 homers and 104 RBIs. Who is that lefty slugger? Again, just, just think phys physique-wise, just pretty much like me. Now, sixth and final question is a who am I? So who am I? I ended my six-year really poor career. I was terrible on the big league level. 218 career hitter, 608 OPS career. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. In 1991, played 13 games for the Blue Jays and then 34 for the Expos. So in one season, played for the Jays and the Expos. Wow. Now, I came to the Blue Jays in 1990 as they claimed me off waivers from Detroit, and I actually would be the starting center fielder and get a hit and a run. In the 3-0 win the Jays had September 2nd, 1990, why is that date significant in Toronto Blue Jay franchise history? That was Dave Steeb's no-hitter to this day. Only no-hitter in Toronto Blue Jay franchise history. And I started, played center field. I contributed offensively and defensively to that. And then two weeks later, would famously run over our then third base coach, John McLaren. Do you remember that? I mean, the play itself is crazy. The, the opposition, I think the opposition was Chicago, ironically, and, and they were throwing the ball around like crazy. I was running my like crazy coming around third. I did not pick up my third base coach, John McLaren, who was right there. I smashed him. McLaren was knocked out. I myself was very winded. I mean, it was ugly. You talk about a highlight reel. This was the low light of low lights. And I was recently fired, as I say, ironically, the White Sox. I was recently fired by the White Sox after being an executive for the White Sox there for years and years and years and years. Who am I? Okay, hit that pause. Hit that pause. Take a second if you need to take a second here. And then we're back in three, two, one. We're back here. Okay, so you've hit that pause. You've thought about your answers. Okay, let's go through these now. Number one, 
number one and number two, both members of the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Now, number one was the light-hitting outfielder who would be traded in 92 with Greg Myers for Mark Icorn. And I wondered and if any of you know if he did get a World Series ring or not. Please drop that comment there. But that was some CanCon. That was Rob Ducey. Do you remember Rob Ducey? The second one. Oh, my God. A 19-season career for this guy. I mean, just absolutely incredible. Who didn't love left-handed hitting slugger for the Blue Jays, the Expos, and, and a lot of different teams, right? 12 teams in his career. Who didn't love Matt Stairs? Matt Stairs, the answer to question number two. Question number three, we were looking for that lefty that was with the Expos from 2000 to 2004, then the Blue Jays from 05 to 10. Blue Jays' all-time leader with the most holds in a career with 90. Led the league in appearances with 81 in 2007. Who was this lefty? Do you remember Scott Downs? That was Scott Downs. Question number four, played 15 seasons in the bigs. The first was with Montreal, and then we went through the whole how J.P. Ricciardi schemed to bring this guy in because he knew Oakland really coveted this guy. Ricciardi had just come from Toronto to Toronto from Oakland, knew how he could get this guy on the team, but it ended with uh, quite a thud. I mean, it ended with quite a, oh, a, a disastrous ending there as he fought, as he fought manager John Gibbons after Gibby pulled him out of a game. And that was, you remember that lefty? That was Ted Lilly. That was Ted Lilly. Number five, of course, I joked. And if you got this answer, then you know I was joking. You know, I mean, if <laughs> I'm nowhere near <laughs> physically as gifted as this guy was. This guy was built like an absolute, like a tank, man. He was in sensational shape, bodybuilder type guy. Incredible for pre protection for Delgado in his in in his career season, and not in well in Delgado's career season as well, but. And he was an incredible protector in 2000 for Delgado, which was this player's career season as well, hitting 296, 32 homers, 104 RBIs. Do you remember Brad Fulmer? That was Brad Fulmer. And then the Who Am I? Man, if if you don't, the, the Who Am I? I'm just going to cut to the chase. That was Ken Williams. That was Kenny Williams. You remember Ken Williams? That was Kenny Williams. Yes. I'm, and I'm just, I just want to cut to the chase on that answer because I want to mention even if some of that sounded familiar to you, but but you weren't sure about the the running over the John McLaren, uh, heck, you know what? Let's expand it. Even if you do remember him running over John McLaren, hit the go on YouTube and watch that again. Right? I mean, it is just an epic, epic low light, and not honestly, not even when you see it, you'll see it's not even a low light in Toronto Blue Jay franchise history. It's a low light in baseball, <laughs> in baseball history. It was ugly, but funny. Now, third and final segment, let's go ahead and check out what we need to be mindful of on tonight's out-of-town scoreboard, what we need to be paying attention to. Now, to make the playoffs, the Blue Jays need to leapfrog one of, at least one of, right, Tampa Bay, Seattle, Houston, and or Texas. Now, only a glass half-full enthusiast, a hardcore glass half-full person would think that the Blue Jays could still catch the Rays, even with six games remaining against the Rays. It's just, I just don't see it. It's such a, such a gap at this point. And Seattle is seemingly becoming impossible to catch as well. So really need to watch the Astros and the Rangers closely. Now let's take a look here. And of course, we would need to acknowledge that we've got to keep an eye on the Boston Red Sox as well. They're right behind the Blue Jays. So let's go ahead and start at Fenway as the Red Sox are hosting the Astros. Jose Arquiti versus Brian Bayo. Now Arquiti faced Boston last week. He got rocked. Red Sox won that game 7-5. to Arquiti didn't even make it out of the fifth inning. Now I hope Boston wins this game tonight. So I'm hoping for more of the same tonight. Brian Bayo. This guy's a real under the radar story. The, the Red Sox are 15 and seven 
when the young when the youngsters. But this guy's a rookie out here. I mean, when 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 he well practically anyway, when he pitches fifteen and seven, I mean, he has really established himself. The Red Sox have won ten of his last thirteen starts. I mean, this guy Brian Bay was setting himself up to be a problem for the Toronto Blue Jays and the American League East for years to come. That ain't great. Now he faced Houston last week. He dominated them. Red Sox won that game seventeen to one. Holy moly! And Bale went seven innings allowed, just just one run. My goodness. So, so again, I do see a case to be made why you would root for Houston to beat Boston. You know, keep Boston. But I do see a case to be made. But ultimately, I think that we need Boston to win this game and Houston to get a loss in this game. Texas Rangers tonight at the New York Mets. Couple lefties, couple veteran lefties. Andrew Heaney versus Jose Quintana. The Rangers are 14 and 11 in Heaney starts. He was one of the big moves they made in the offseason, bringing him over DeGrom, of course. And you know what they've done in the trade deadline. Rangers have really revamped their team, but they are in free fall mode from a Toronto Blue Jays standpoint. Thank goodness as well, right? Now, the Mets, I mean, how do we look for, for a miracle Mets victory tonight? The, the Mets are 13 and 28 against lefties. Holy moly. And the veteran Quintana, I mean, it's just because the Mets have so many injuries to their pitching staff. That's the only reason he's even in there. He's, he's he's made seven starts for the Mets this season, and the Mets have won one of those games. One and six in Quintana starts. Not a whole lot of cause for optimism. And Texas, by the way, how have they done against lefties this season? How about outstanding? 23 and 13. I mean, the Mets winning this game would be a huge, huge upset. And then finally out west, Oakland at Seattle. Ken Waldachek versus George Kirby, battle of a couple of second-year starters going in different directions. Kirby has been sensational. Waldachuk, oh boy. Now, Waldachuk is a lefty. Seattle 17 and 13 against lefties. And you talk about the disparity. You talk about a tale of two teams, not just how they're playing ball right now. I mean, Seattle, best record since the All-Star break. Oakland, worst record since the All-Star break. Expanded, you know, full season. Obviously, Oakland, one of the worst teams. Seattle showing they're one of the better teams. But also, when you look at these two starters, what a disparity. This is a road start for Waldachuk, a home start for Kirby. Well, Waldachuk's road ERA, 7.5. Kirby's home ERA, 2.5. Making matters worse, make, making the glass even half emptier is the Mariners have won seven of Kirby's last 10 starts. Now, the three losses he had, two of them they got shut out. So hopefully... You know, they, they can struggle offensively tonight. That'd be nice. And the other loss, the third loss, was a 5-4 loss to the White Sox. That was the last time out for Kirby. So it would be glorious. It would be amazing if the Seattle Mariners could start some sort of losing streak with George Kirby on the mound. I'm not anticipating it. I'm not predicting it. But, boy, it would be nice. But, boy, it would be nice. And, by the way, I mean, just so upsetting that the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays need this sort of help. But, alas, here we are. That's a wrap for Tuesday's Lockdown Blue Jays podcast episode. Certainly hope you enjoyed it. Remember that tonight's Blue Jays and Nationals game is on Sirius XM. And for now, keep it locked on the Locked On Podcast Network and check out Sully hosting Locked On MLB. Go Jays, go. And we'll talk tomorrow.